All right, welcome to episode 59 of the BobbyCast, and with writer, performer, artist, Adam Hambrick. How are you, good? Man, I'm good. Thanks. So, I'm going to tell my story about how we met, is I was playing the Bluebird uh, Cafe. It was me, Eric Pasley, uh, Fred Wilhelm, and Lindsay L., and we're playing, and it was the first time I'd ever played the Bluebird Cafe, and I didn't know that you're supposed to like do this thing where you go, hey, I brought somebody up, and they come play. I didn't know that was like a thing. I, me, I was just geeking out because I was getting to play in the Bluebird, Adam. I didn't know what it was. So Lindsay was like, hey, I wanted to bring this guy up named Adam Hambrick. I was like, Adam Hambrick, I know it, you're from Arkansas is why I, I knew who you were. And so Adam comes up and sings How Not To, the Dan and Shay. Right now, I, I believe it's the number seven on the chart. And Adam, he just crushed it. And I was like, holy crap. But you wrote that song. Yeah. You wrote How Not To from Dan and Shay. That's the first time we'd ever met. First time I'd ever heard of you. That, so, was, pretty, that was a pretty cool night. Have um, you played the Luber before? Yeah, I've played, I've played it several times. Oh, listen Actually, to those guys several but, times. Well, well I, I did it the first time I ever played it. Uh, it was an ASCAP round. This was 2013. I pulled up to the Bluebird with a U-Haul. Like, I had just moved my crap from Arkansas. I had a U-Haul full of furniture. So you up drove up in the move and drove right to the Bluebird. It was the most quintessential, like, stereotypical Nashville thing you ever heard. Drew my, drove my little U-Haul up to the back of the Bluebird and, like, got out, like, went in. And, and uh, oh, and, and Vince Gill was playing after that, and so he was, like, lurking around. I was like, that's Vince Gill, and I'm with the Bluebird. What, How long what ago is was my that? Life? That was four and a half, four four years and three months ago. We got here about the same time then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got here about the same time. So let's do this first. First, here is How Not To from Dan and Shay. This is your biggest song so far. So far. Because you're the new, you're kind of the new, the reason I wanted to bring you in, because you're the guy now that everybody's starting to go, oh, I need to write with that dude. Oh, man. And it happens in town where somebody gets a big hit or two and people are like, holy crap, we got to grab this guy. Man. So here's How Not To. So this is the first time that we've done this, is that I was like, hey, let's hear the work tapes of How oh, Not man. To. And so I have them here. This is so cool. So talk me through this. I'm going to play the first one here, How Not To. It says work tape it's, raw. Oh, man, that's super raw. So uh, so we wrote it that day. and um, Who wrote the song? So it was me and and Paul DiGiovanni and Kevin Bard. And uh, and, and funny story, they uh, I'd written with them before and... Um, but they were kind of still making trips back and forth to Nashville from LA and, uh, and I had written on the day before and it was, it was midway through December. I was, and I thought it was my last write because when they text me before I forgot to put it in my calendar. And so they text me the day before and like, Hey man, are we still good for tomorrow? I was like, uh, yeah, I was the, I was like ready to kick it in Christmas mode. You know what I'm saying? So this and is the last ride of the year this is, and a ride this you is, didn't even expect this to is have the it. last ride of the year. I didn't expect to have it. And like that morning I woke up, I was like, I just, I just want to get my stuff ready and drive home, see my folks. I was like, I mean, it, it had been kind of a, it's another quintessential writing story because like people go, you know what? I didn't want to put it on the record or I was going to go home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so we, we showed up and Paul had this incredible idea that was born out of some sort of like personal experience. Um, and, uh, and I won't, I won't I, I don't want to speak to ex- exactly what the situation was or anything like that, but but it was like it came from a real place. It was a real idea. He's like, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what this is, but like, like I had this idea of 
I don't know how not to love you, you know, and, and, uh, and I, I just kind of started singing this melody in the chorus and then it just kind of all filled in on top of itself and it, it fell out fast, man. Here is the work tape. So this is you singing. Yeah, this is a really bad, this is really It's not really, here's the thing, all work tapes are bad. But, yeah, but only in the way of bad compared to a studio version. I actually think it's pretty phenomenal. All right. So this is How Not To. This is Adam Hamburg singing How Not To. This is before you pitched it anywhere, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's a process I want to talk about too. So here you go. This is the first time it was recorded. But I don't know how not to think about you when it's late at night and And I know that I ought to be the one. Listen to you. Listen to that guy right there. They stayed pretty true. Yeah, pretty pretty true. They they uh, they went up, I, I guess in um, like they went up in key. Shay did because yeah, he sings because like, he sings like a freaking maniac. Yeah, and um, and yeah. So actually, I thought you were gonna play like the work tape, work tape. Oh, I have like, another one here, like the acoustic Look. iPhone work tape. Do we um, have that one? Let me see what this one is. But I just don't. Now, is this yeah, you? Though? So, so this um, this is a demo. This is like uh, we actually. So here's a, a funny wrinkle in the story. It's like, um, I I cut my own version, and we were gonna put it out. Oh, as your song? As as my song? Yeah. Um. So so my buddy Andrew DeRoberts produced it, and we you know we kind of built up this track, and and we cut my own version. We were gonna put it out to kind of XM and Spotify and do, like do all the normal like independent artists uh, trying to work the thing, and uh, and then. And then it just kind of like this Dan and Shay thing kind of popped up and was like, man, that's that's the best thing that can happen to me right now is to get get a big cut and possibly a big single and all that stuff. And so we just so we in faith gave it to them, knew they were going to do a great job with it because, I mean, they it's got to be a tough thing, though, right? Like you have a song, you write, you love it. I'm about to play it here. This is the fully produced version. And you're going to put this out there like this. But I just don't know how now. That's so good, dude. And you're ready, and then someone else says they want the song. I mean, I know it's Dan and Shay, and I'm friends with those guys. Yeah. Like, on a level more than most artists. Yeah. But still, it's your song. And how hard is that for you to go, ooh, the song that I cut, and I, it was going to really be my artist entry into the game, I'm going to give away now. Well, here's, here's the reality where I was. So, uh, a month before we wrote that song, uh, I, I actually uh, lost my first pub deal. So, um, it was kind of like, it wasn't like, we don't think you're good or, you know, it, it wasn't like one of those things. It was just like, like the end of the end of the term and the guy that had originally signed me was not there anymore. So you didn't get and renewed. So I didn't get renewed in my contract. And so, but like, even though the writing was kind of on the wall, like I was still at a place where like my confidence was a little low, you know, like, like I just, I needed something good to happen. You know what I'm saying? I bet they're kicking themselves right now. I mean, they've got. I mean, they, they, let, got, they let you go, and then you put out a smash. Yeah, but they. I mean, they're they're one of the big dogs. They they got. It doesn't matter. Money's what, still money. There's a re- everybody's got to get paid. Yeah, but anyway, so um, so I was kind of inspired. I just man, I needed some good to happen. Like I was, I was, uh, and after I after I lost that deal, that next that next year was really the best thing that could have possibly happened to me because I, I I walked away from it and I just. And I was like, "All right, I'm going to stop trying to outthink myself. I'm not going to try to write song of the year every day. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what I do that hits the target of country radio. Like, what do I do that hits that target, and what do I do that I love, and kind of like, how can I get those two things to line up? And that's really what I spent the, that next year doing. And and 
and that's where that song came from. That's where How Not To came from. And here's the work uh, tip. We found it. Oh man. Let's see. This is my. This is from your iPhone. You just hit record yeah, on the iPhone in a voice memo. Yeah. Here we go. It's like birthing a baby right now. Like yeah. we're gonna see all of it. That's so cool, dude. Because we got to hear right as you're done writing it. You hit everybody. This is what happens in a, in a write. You're all sitting around. You finish the song. You're like, all right, let's try this. Everybody lays their iPhones down. Yep. You go to whatever program it is, if it's voicemail or maybe you have, you're using your computer. You know how different people use different things. Yep. And you go, okay, three, two, one, boop, you hit the button. <laughs> and then you put the position the phone in the right place yep. where it picks up just enough guitar and you play it the first time through. Yep. And then you go, all right, boom, that's it. And then that work tape turns into this. I don't know how not to think about you when it's late at night. And then Dan and Shay take it, and it sounds like this. We're watching a kid grow up and graduate right there, a song. <laughs> it came out as a baby, now it's going to college. Oh, about to have a career. And one day it's about to retire and buy me a house. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah, man. That's, that's cool, man. I, I, I still feel, you know, I, this this past weekend I was out uh, I was out with my buddy, Eric Pasley, and we were, we were writing, and... Um, and he was he was saying, because uh, I have I have this thing where I I try to like not downplay it, but I don't want to like I don't want to be that guy like we get it you wrote that song you know, um, but but he was saying he said man you should enjoy it like like the first one like you don't ever have another first one so like like really take it in really soak it up and really enjoy it and and uh, and that was a really good point so I've I've really been trying to take that to heart and and just like accept the compliments and be and be thankful for them and and really drink them in a little bit and um and just be thankful for thankful for the opportunity to have a have a big song i gotta know though again i want to go back to them calling whomever called you and said hey dan and shay would like this song first of all how'd they hear it was it still was it being pitched while you were cutting it? it it was still it was still being pitched while i was cutting it because i mean it still just made sense like like Still looking for a win for Adam, like however we can get it right, and um, and so fast forward from uh, from originally re- like writing that song, um, fast forward, I guess a year and two months. So January of of sixteen. Um, so at this point, Rascal Flatts had actually had it on hold, and Rascal Flatts like their their team loved it, and um, but Dan and Shay was in the studio. Dan and Shay, or Dan was on his way to the studio. He texts his friend Rohan, uh, uh, who's a, a writer manager in town, and, and he says, "Hey Rohan, send me send me some hits. We've got space for one more on the session." And Rohan Rohan says, "Okay," and he sends uh, two or three songs. The first song he sent him was "How Not To," and um, and Dan flipped out. He loved it. Like he's like, "Man, this is this is a smash." And he played it for Scott Hendricks, his producer, and, and Scott loved it. He's like, "Man, we got to cut this." And so they called. 
flats people like, hey, can we have this? And like, yeah, I guess we don't have a cut date yet. And, you know, it was, it was so like they were just holding it. They were holding it. They'd been holding it for several months at that point. And um, are you just like come on with it already? Like you've been holding it for several months. Like let's go. What you know? Because you, I would be like that. I'd be like let's go. It, let's it's, plan. It, it's a little like that, but still, I, bear in mind, I was still looking for a win. Yeah, so. Um, so I I was in no position to be like, hey, country music hall of famers, you know, like, <laughs> okay, but in your heart you're like, let's go, poop or get off the pot, somebody, no, nothing, nothing like that, you know. Um, yeah. So there's, but, I saw a video and I, I saw on Instagram too the picture too of they Dan and Shay took you out and you sang this song and the whole crowd sang it back. Like that's got to be crazy, right? It's uh, that was a bucket list kind of thing, um, uh, because. I don't know. It, it hasn't been that. I haven't been here that long. I haven't been doing this that long. And um, I don't know. Five years ago, I was living in Arkansas, just writing songs out of my house, you know. And and, um, and so to go from there to have like the first uh, taste of music that I have written and been a part of, like move people in that way, and just to like to see that coming back at me like full in the face. In at an incredible decibel level, um, man, it it just like I had chills and I and I got I got a little emotional walking off stage and um, and just like the flood of gratitude, the flood of holy crap, what is my life right now? And um, I don't know, man. It, it was it was pretty unreal. I got to tell you too, I didn't know that you wrote this new Justin Moore song, and I know Justin well because we're both diehard Razorback fans. Yeah, we we played in the same conference in sports. What? Like literally in the same conference. That's right. That's right. He's from Poe and I'm from Mountain Pine. Yeah. And so Poe didn't have a football team, but we both had baseball teams. Yeah. And so we were in the same conference of 11 schools and we both graduated with like 60 kids. You know, we're, we're from small town Arkansas. That's amazing. So I, I text Justin when his record came out and I was like, dude, this somebody else will song is really, it's, it's, it's for him. It takes him to a whole different place. So I was like, dude, it's really good. And we were getting ready for this, and my DJ like, like, yeah, you know, Adam wrote somebody else will. I did not know that. I'm gonna really? be truthful until I started like researching things about you that that I didn't know. But this Justin Moore song is really good, and so I'm gonna play this here. This is uh, Justin Moore. I heard this on the radio the other day. Have you heard this one yet? I, I finally heard it on the radio when I was driving through Arkansas to my parents' house. It's starting to climb. Like, it's starting... Yeah. It's starting to get some life. I, um, so, Justin's my guy. All right? Like, um, I don't I don't know if you know... I don't know how much you, you researched on the front end to how I got to Nashville, but um, in 2011, I, I, had, I had made this record on my own back home in Arkansas. Uh, I had made it with... Uh, with um, my buddy Darren Stribling, he owns a small studio called Blue Chair Studio in Cabot, Arkansas, and uh, it's the the I'm telling you the best two thousand dollar record you could possibly make, and uh, and and we did we, we we made this record. I was really excited about it, and and I was doing like a local morning TV show. Which one? What, what channel? Good Morning Arkansas, Channel Seven. So KTV. KTV. Yeah. Yep. You act like I don't know. That's where I'm from. Oh, That's home for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's your people. Um. And, uh, Home of Ned Permy. That's right, Ned Permy, <laughs> the most the famous Chris, weatherman of our lo- lifetime, the most famous piano playing weatherman. Yeah, every of, Christmas he does a piano special. The weatherman right. in Arkansas does. And yeah, his, and his tan is always on point. And uh, yeah, so so I was playing on Good Morning Arkansas, and Justin just happens happens to be at home, 
in in uh, in in I guess he was living in Bryant at the time. Uh, happens to be at home. He sees me and he's like, he calls Jeremy Stover, his producer, um, and he's like, "Hey man, you check this guy out." <laughs> and and so and Stover's like, like looking for young artists and writers to work with, and uh, and and so Stover checks my music out. Like he he bought my record on iTunes. Fast forward two days. Uh, I'm sitting there just in my office. I was working at a college student ministry doing video and graphic design. I was sitting in my office and I get an email from Jeremy Stover and, and he's like, Hey, uh, I want to come watch you play one of these shows. I'm thinking about catching a flight. Um, it's like, I'm like, I kind of thought it was like one of those MySpace like pay $50 and get 50,000 followers kind of thing. You know, like you never know. And um, MySpace, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. Well, you can buy some followers anywhere. The fact I that know. you want MySpace is so Arkansas <laughs> of you. <laughs> it really, is. and I can say that because it I'm really a, is. Yeah, Arkansas, go ahead and live my Arkansas show. Um, but but yeah, I thought it was like one of those kind of things, you know. But it, it was not. Uh, and 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 so so I ended up just going up to meet with Stover, and um, and yeah, he invited me up for some co-writes. That turned me uh, making a trip a month for about a week at a time and then to Nashville you to drive Nashville, up for a week at a time drive up for a week at a time and my job was flexible um, and like I, I could work from here and write during the day and like work at night and, um, and so there was just a lot of things just like lined up in this incredible way it was almost like I was just like swept to Nashville because during that time when I was making trips um, that's when I got my first cut it was with, with Justin it was a duet with Justin and Randall Lambert I have that one here as you're talking about, it's called Old Habits. Old Habits. So you get this as a cut. Do you make any money from a cut? Mm, no. Not really? Because uh, if you're in a publishing deal... Um, oh, you, you don't get to recoup. It's, yeah, it, it, like record sales go toward recouping your advance, and the advance is what keeps you from having to have another job. And So I'll explain that, that sort of thing. to people who are listening. So... We, and on this before we talked about publishing deals because I don't I didn't until I started writing songs I didn't know what a publishing deal was yeah. so I know people that listen don't I didn't and I was already in the music business so let's say I moved to Nashville and I want to get paid 40 grand a year as a publishing deal you know it's, it's a tough one to go get but they're going to pay me $40,000 a year yeah. and I'm going to write all these songs I have to meet my quota of songs yeah. and let's just say they say you have to write 10 songs okay if you write it with another person that only counts as half a song yeah if you write it with two other people, that only counts as a third of the song. Yeah. So by the time you're done, ten songs is really thirty or forty songs. Sure. And they're paying you forty grand. We'll stay here a year to write songs. By the way, usually not that much. It's no. not. It's not forty grand. I just yeah. put that number out there. I was like, "Where are you getting your draw?" Right. So, so it, what? Any money that's made up to forty grand, they keep. You got to make that forty grand. You got to make yeah. plus that to get any yeah. to get paid. Yeah. So that's why a cut doesn't make you money because you're not going to make. Your forty grand, your hypothetical forty grand, yeah. from a cut. The, and and so, did and I miss so anything there? I, no, that's 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 a that's a solid. Did you know that, Mike? That would be a, that'd be a solid explanation. That uh, if you had just asked me, I would have a hard time putting that together in a way that would make anybody understand it. I am a professional speaker, Adam. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm told. So uh, you do this, and and obviously. It's a cut, but they, they they get a little money. It's got to be exciting for you because you actually have oh, a song man. on a record now. Are you kidding me? Like that was that was. Man, I thought I I thought I had made it, and let me tell you why I thought I made it because um, I, I'm learning increasingly that just 
like being able to do music as a career and not have to have another job is that is the definition of making it in 2017 because because like everybody's margins are thin because I mean I mean like you talked about on that on because I listened to your Luke Laird podcast a couple y'all were kind of talking about Spotify a little bit just just a little bit um, but like the streaming services and and all that stuff like everybody's trying to figure out how that is going to work yeah it's the wild west still nobody knows how to right and 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 so while everybody's trying to figure out how to get paid everybody's like really tight-fisted and and trying to um i don't know so so being able to do music and not have to have another job being able to be creative full-time and be in this business and not have another job i mean to me that is essentially the definition of making it everybody else who's who's buying mansions over here they're in the they're in the Top. It's the point. Top, oh, top, oh, oh, top. 1%. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. What, sleep number? I'm talking about sleep number for one second. So you've heard me talk about my sleep number bed and how great I sleep and how much I love my bed. My sleep number setting is 30, and that's the number that when I went into the store and I laid down on the bed, they said, okay, look at the computer screen. I looked at the computer screen. I show my back, show my neck, show my legs, and it shows you why you're sleeping wrong, basically, because we're all doing something not right when we sleep. And they suggested, hey, 30 would be the number that we would give you. And so that's what I did. I never had to change it since. So my sleep number is still, the setting is still a 30. It adjusts on each side to your ideal level of firmness, your comfort, your support. Your sleep number setting is the perfect bed for couples. And with the Sleep IQ optional technology inside of it, it also tracks your sleep to let you know what's going on. So my sleep number setting is a 30. My IQ score last night, I I didn't sleep in my bed last night. Last week, the last time I saw my bed was in the 90s. So it's the best time right now, too. And the semi annual sale, a Queen C2 mattress, is $699.99. 550 stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you by calling 800 Next Bed. Cool. All right. So we talked about Justin Moore seeing you on television randomly. Yeah. He tells his guy, his guy contacts you, his guy comes out and watches you, thinks you're good, says, hey, come to Nashville. Let's let's write. So you're coming out for a week at a time. How long until you go? Are you married at the time? Yes. Okay. How long yeah. do you tell your, tell your wife? Hey, we have to move to Nashville. Um. Oh man. Once. Uh, once. Okay. So once Justin Moore cut that song, um, there were there were a few months. It was it was basically just had to do with how my deal was structured. We knew that if that if. I got picked up for the second year of my deal. That's when they were actually going to like invest a little money in me and like pay me a draw so that I could do this full time. And, um, and so that was kind of at the point where we knew if we got picked up, if I got picked up for that second year that we were going to move to Nashville. Um, it was easy for my wife. My wife is a, my wife is a physician, physician assistant. And so she works in medicine. She makes good money. And, um, there's a lot of that in Nashville too. There's a really huge market. Is. Yeah. And so, and so we knew because it was a big medical, uh, community, um, it would be easy for her to find a job. Also, her best friend in the world lives here. Like, her best friend from high school just happens to live here. So we were making trips on the weekends, like randomly up to Nashville once every you know couple months to hang out. And it, it already kind of had started to feel a little bit like home even before we even came. And uh, it was a really easy transition as far as just like feeling like a good, comfortable place for us. So, so we've loved it, man. It's been good. So Justin Moore, here's somebody will. Somebody else will again here. Somebody else will. Same thing. Here is a work tape here. And this is you singing here? Yeah. Yeah. This is a demo. Yes. This is a demo. Okay. So this is the original version that you cut. Yeah. This is Adam Hamburg singing Justin Moore's 
song. Here we go. Well, your song. Yeah. Sitting here tipping back Jack straight and working up the nerve and the words to say to turn those eyes and that smile my way. No time to waste. Cause you showed up and all eyes on you. Shining like a diamond in the neon room. Did you write this for Justin? We we wrote we wrote it that day. We were like, let's just try and write the biggest freaking smash we can write. And it was literally that that was that was the day. This isn't one of those like change the world kind of like Tom Douglas house that built me kind of situations. This is this is just like let's let's write a fist pumping, uh, booty shaking, you know, uh, jam, and that's really what we try to do. So when I heard Justin cut it. I, I was surprised Justin cut it. I was honestly, surprised because Justin he's, cut it he's so traditional sounding. Yep. And first of all, you have to hear a song and then think, what can I do with this song? Yeah. So he's hearing your voice. Yeah. And, you know, all of that track. Yeah. And going, how can I make this me? And he can try to make them most he can. It's still going to sound a little bit like how you guys made it. Oh, man. And uh, I, f- I feel like Justin's got a little bit of blowback. From like some of some of his diehard fans on this song because it it leans kind of into the the pop thing and um but you, but for one thing Justin doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is and or I talk, for how many hits he actually or has for too. how many hits yeah. he actually has like um people people are way behind on the Justin Moore bandwagon if you ask me um uh, he can he can do this kind of thing and sing his butt off man it and 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 just the fact that it's like something different like will expand his uh his i don't know reach into people who wouldn't have normally listened to him and the, the slice and, of people that are angry at him is much smaller than the, the group of people that's going to come in because of this I, because I radio brings like that. that in i feel like because even though he does this one little does does this one little foray into something that's a little more pop or a little more left-leaning like like that doesn't change who that guy is. Like he hasn't like sold out. Like, <laughs> and you don't I want would, the same would, record every time. I get oh so annoyed gosh. when an artist tries and moves a direction. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And their whole fan base gets pissed off yeah. because it's like, are you kidding? What do you want them to do? Continue to make the same record every single time? Yeah. You'll get bored and buy something else, and exactly. they have nothing. They have not. Yeah. So here, this is the. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Here is the work tape from the iPhone of somebody else. Will. cool to hear that and then to hear the demo which is this Somebody else will if I don't walk and then how it ends up on the radio with Justin Moore singing it Somebody else will that's really cool right Mike like they have all the levels of that that's, that's cool Adam take a chance on your the only other person brave enough to give us his work case were Dirks. Was Dirks? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. he was playing some, and he wasn't even playing hits. He was playing stuff that he was like, "This stuff sucks. Listen to this." <laughs> and it's like I'm going, 
my dog. <laughs> See, so oh my god, it's I do. I think it's really cool. Like I love seeing like A, B, C, and now you have two singles out on the radio right now. But here's the thing about you too. What I heard about you before I even knew you were a songwriter was, I heard about you as the artist. Yeah, like the guy that could sing really, really well. And yeah. I, and so when you sat down and played, I was like, holy crap. So here is uh, this is you doing dangerously close. Is a song you wrote? Oh, dude, is, yeah, yeah. What's this from? Um, so I wrote this uh, me and the boy Fillmore, Tyler Fillmore. Um, we just we just somebody set us up uh, to write last year. Was it last year or two years? Man, I don't, I don't remember. Um, all but, the years uh, of success, they all start to blow together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all my many years in Nashville. It, it was it was two summers ago. That's what it was. And uh, and we we wrote this song and um, man, we just like we knew from the get go that we that it was good and we enjoyed it and we then I put a demo down with uh, my buddy Andrew who kind of led the led the session and and then I guess this, this is this a, is this a demo? Yeah, this is a demo. So so somebody can still pick the song up. Yeah. Ah, now we're talking here. Yeah. Let's make some deals. <laughs> hey, Brett Young had it on hold for a minute and he wanted to cut it, but he already had a song called. Uh, close or close enough that's what it was here's dangerously so. close let's hear this so what's your deal like are you you're writing songs yeah. well, let's say you get to pick one thing you yeah. get to go sing songs or you get to sit and write songs which one do you pick Oh man! Because they're not mutually exclusive, but I'm just wondering where. Like, I know your heart's in both of them, but did you come down to be an artist, or did you come down to, to write, then to be an artist? Like, what's the ultimate oh, goal? Oh man, the the ulti- the ultimate goal. Keep it real. The the ultimate goal is to be an artist. That that's like that's where I want I want to be in the in the performing. But if I, if I had to pick like one. Or the other, like to do, like what I'm best in the world at, like, like yeah. But like, you want to be an artist. I, you can say whatever you want, but you can yeah. be, you want to be an artist. That's yeah. cool. Uh, but like, but you're good enough to be an artist. That's the thing. That's what I knew you first. About. It was like this guy can really sing. Man, well that's 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 awesome. Here's Adam um, doing "Steal My Girl" from One Direction. There you go. I think if you'd written that one, how rich you'd be. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. You'd, you'd, be, you'd be showing up to my house. Yeah. Everybody wants to see my so, another thing, and before, yeah, I knew about you before, but you have written with my girlfriend a few times. Yeah. Before she was my, even before Lindsay L was my girlfriend, you'd written with Lindsay, but her single is a song that you guys wrote together. Yeah. So. So waiting on you. You guys wrote. And this really has nothing to do with that. And it kind of goes off to the side, but yeah, you guys wrote that together. Yeah, man. Look, I I love Lindsay. I think she is an awesome human being, and I think she's superbly talented. You don't say that around me. And I think, and we're, I think we're being professional here. I'm, I'm, say whatever I'm being you want. straight up. Yeah. I'm being straight up. Um, uh, we went on the we went on a a, a, a bus run last year. Because um, uh, the publishing company that I write for they they send out a, a tour bus Olay they send out a tour bus every um, pretty much every weekend of the summer like during festival season and it's just kind of an opportunity for their writers to write with different artists and um, and that was that was the first bus run I ever went on was with Lindsay and, and we wrote three songs that weekend I thought were really cool and 
Um, and we just became good friends. We've written since then. And uh, I've, I'm really excited for the EP that she got to put out. And now she's getting ready to turn that into a full record, which is really cool. Which I didn't say that, by the way. You did. Oh, man. I didn't. Oh, you know. say, no, no, dude. <laughs> I say nothing. I, no, no, no. It, that's fine. I didn't know that was I didn't know that was a thing. It's I not was, a thing. I just oh, that's no. you say whatever you want to say. I don't no. care. Oh, man. This is please, about you. Dude, please. Oh, no. You know, it's all. It's not a thing. I just didn't say it. You did. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's not a thing. Don't worry about it. So, how did you hear it? Benny Brown better not beat me up. Don't worry. Benny's not working okay. over there, really. <laughs> so, how did you... Tell the story about how you found out this one was a single. Because <laughs> oh, I was already man. in your life by this Dude. point a little bit. Uh, so, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm FaceTiming with my grandmother. With, I got my daughter on my lap, and I'm FaceTiming with my grandmother. And I got a text. I said, hey, man, this is Bobby Bones. <laughs> and I said, grandmother, I got weird text. I got to let you go. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, and so I picked up my phone. I'm like, so the actual response was, the heck? Question mark. How's it going, man? <laughs> and he said, oh, doing good. And you said, and you said, uh, how not to is doing great. Congratulations. And I said, awesome. I really appreciate that, man. It's been really fun. And then you said, do you have anything else on radio? And I said, yeah, man, I got the new Justin thing. And then I got this new Jacob Davis thing. And then I kind of like cycled off like a, a couple things. And and then uh, then you said, watch your phone. And I said, three, two, one. And then Lindsay texted and said, waiting on you is my next single. And I said, yay. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. And then I thought about this and I was like, he was just he was just messing with me, and then I gave him a, a, the whole catalog, a, a, a whole entire catalog of, of music, and I felt like a goober. It was it's funny. It was. It was, was Lindsay and I were funny. sitting at one of those hibachi steakhouses, and they had just decided it was officially going to be the single. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna send you guys a text." Oh man! And I was like, "I know, I don't let me mess with them. I'm, I don't want to tell them because that's her thing." But I was like, "Let me mess with them a bit," and I was like, "What up, dude? You good?" And you're like, "What up? Huh? The heck?" What the- <laughs> Anyway, that's funny. So wait, what's the Jacob Davis stuff? Because I, I know Jacob. Uh, so he has this, has a song um, that just went to radio a few weeks ago. It's called "What I Want to Be," and that's, it's that's fun, yours dude. Too? It's a jam. See, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's trying to. Are you? Let me ask you a question as I pull it up here. Yeah. Are you feeling m- people of more stature calling and saying, "Hey, let's write," than you did eight months ago? Well, it's it's less of those people calling me, and be like, "Hey, let's write." It's more of like my my people calling those people and being like, Hey, can Adam write with your guys? And they're like, what's he got going on? Like, he's got this, this. Okay. Yeah, sure. You can come, come in. It's like, like the bouncer at the club, whatever it takes. Exactly. But you're still getting into bigger rooms. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the cool thing about, um, all this is like success really does breed success. Um, and so, so if you have one thing, uh, it kind of like opens the door for another and, and you have to keep, you know, you just have to keep producing and keep have to keep working hard. And um, honestly, right now it's it feel it feels I feel a little bit of pressure um, because I've because I've never I've never had this sort of thing before. You know, so so it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, I don't know hopping. 
I don't know, rock climbing or something, and you you got your handhold here, you know, I got my how not to handhold here, and I got like, somebody else will handhold. Now I'm like looking for the next thing, like like how do I how do I keep it going? And but I I know that's like not really a good way to look at it because you can you know overthink and and kind of put yourself in a in a tough situation to not write your best stuff if you're always thinking about the business. And so the two best uh, places to be that were nervous and pressured because yeah. that means it, that means it matters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's I like that. I'm going I'm to hold on to that. That means it's a little, little, little gem for you. I'll write that in my little journal. Mike, you know? what happened over here with that? My, my computer's dead because I want to play the Jacob Davis song. And just disclosure, uh, Jacob and I are the same record label. And yeah, so, you are. Yeah, but me, Jacob, Kelsey. Good people over there. Yeah. And so, yeah. And also, also my boy Forrest Whitehead, we write a lot. We are, Forrest and Jacob were my co-writers on this song. And also, I didn't give Kelly and uh, Kelly Archer and Tebe Otto their love on somebody else will. Um, we had fun writing that song that day. They get enough love. No, they don't. Nah, everybody loves them. Ke- Kelly, Kelly just beat me out for an award. I got, I got nominated for my first award last week. You did what? What award was that? The AIMP awards. Arkansas writer of <laughs> Central Arkansas writer of the year. <laughs> it was the, it was like the, the independent, uh, the association. Oh yeah, no, I saw Walker and Caitlin Smith. They were performed there. on there. They yeah, did, dude, they, they shut that place down. Yeah, those are like my people. Incredible. Yeah, uh, Walker's out on tour with me right now. His last show is actually this weekend. We've since January till now, and so Walker's out and uh, he's going on tour with Tom's right now. And so I'm taking Carly Pierce out that's with me. All right. that's yeah, all right. right. Yeah, right. Hey, listen, it's the normal, right tour. normal graduation. Bobby stand up act to <laughs> to, to, to Thomas Rhett's headliner. Love it. love it. Also, Carly Pierce, man. Can we just, can we just like can we just give a slow clap for that girl? Because I love the way that she's worked and and. Cause she's she's kind of she's kind of been through the Nashville ringer a little bit, and now seeing her like blowing things up is, I love I love watching her success success from afar. Well, I hope everybody listening hears that, and if yeah. you don't think I'm funny, come watch her play at my shows and buy tickets. <laughs> there That'd you be go. good. So the song you wrote is called "What I Want to Be." Yeah, let me hear this thing. I already know it. I'm acting like I never heard it before. Okay. Let, me, <laughs> let me let me hear this thing. Let me see if I think this thing's any good or not. Jacob Davis, how uh, what I want to be? Excuse me, written by Adam Hammer. Know what you're thinking Here comes another pickup line You'll shoot down another Hey, what you're drinking From another cashmere crappy clown But I'ma say no, man Cause no, that ain't my style But I bet you a slow dance That I could change your mind I don't wanna be just another thing That you think about when you think about love Three singles right now. Look at this. Look at this guy over here. Be careful. I'm gonna have to pop my head to get me out that door. Everybody home proud of you? Man, I I hope so. Uh, I mean, you hope so. You don't know. I, yeah, you don't I, feel like I, it. I, I, they ever text you like a, I do. Listen yeah. to Kiss ninety six. I just heard. Yeah, I, I get I get those texts a lot, and I love those because um, uh, I love being the I love being a an Arkansas flag waver. Okay. Like, like I, I, I like when people, um, when people can somehow like, I know this is, this might sound, I don't, I don't know how this sounds, but I, I like it when, when people feel like my success is somehow connected to them. Um, because I think that's, 
I don't know. Those are those are my people, and there I are only a few of us. Do. Like I got Arkansas tattoo. I know. I'm, I bleed red, man. I know. And that, and that, that was one. That's one of the reasons I, I I've been a fan of yours from, from afar as well. And um, I got to call the hogs on the field this year. I saw that. It's pretty I, freaking awesome. You also had dinner at the governor's mansion. I did. I went. Come today. on. I was gonna run for governor. Hey, yeah. Can, can we can we talk about this? Are we, is, is I this mean, a real I've, thing? I've, it was a real thing to where I was I was genuinely considering it, but I'm in the middle of a contract. Just gonna have to leave the contract. Governor Hutchinson was very kind, yeah. and I didn't feel like I had enough time yeah. to really yeah. to do it. Do I think I may do it in four years? Maybe. Dude, that's rad. I might. I will eventually. I will be the governor of Arkansas at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. Listen, I'll move back just so I can vote. I'm like you. Like I'm very proud of where I come from. Yeah. And so I'm a, I was Arkansas born and raised, yeah. and then Austin, Texas. Those are my two places. Yeah. And then I've lived in the three greatest places, that, and I get to go all over the country. Aside from Boston, I love Boston. Yeah. But it's too, it's too cold. Yeah, I can never like I just <laughs> yeah. couldn't. Live. It's just too cold for that. me. I, I, I love Boston. So I, I, uh, I also, you know, um, I, I I get some flack sometimes. I don't actually wear my Mississippi on my sleeve enough because because uh, I actually did most of my like growing up. So like from when I was like nine to eighteen, I, I lived in Corinth, Mississippi, and uh, and so those people also got my heart too. But but Arkansas, that's where my family's originally from, and that's where I've that's where I spent most of my life. And so like. If I had to pick one, like Arkansas is more home, but Mississippi also love you guys too. We're talking about Blue Apron for mm-hmm. a second. So not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference too. So it's important to know where your food comes from. That's why Blue Apron's awesome. That's not the only reason why it's awesome. It's one of the reasons it's awesome. Uh, another reason is it comes pre-portioned. Blue Apron has all the ingredients for you to make a great home-cooked meal, but already pre-portioned. Another great reason is it comes right to your door in a box and if it's supposed to be kept cold it's kept cold if it's supposed to, it's ready for you to go basically you pull it out and you go okay it's home cooked meal time what are we going to cook you ordered it online boom there it is there's even a card that tells you exactly how to do it lots of variety too tons of recipes every single week so Blue Apron's culinary team can hook it up and make sure that you have something you like all the time too this week's menu check it out and get your first three meals for free and free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bobbycast. Blueapron.com slash bobbycast to get the three meals for free. So Blue Apron, I love it. Try it. Just try it once. Blueapron.com slash bobbycast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, so you have three singles on radio right now. Man, they all three have great shots, too. Like, you know, sometimes I hear a song about it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we'll see what it does. Maybe it's 30. Yeah. You got you to gotta get good stuff out of there. You're like the new guy that everybody's like gravitating to, and it's cool. Uh, I took a sna- – I, I remember now. I Snapchat as you singing at that Bluebird show. Oh, yeah, show. And my sister freaked out. I played it on the radio because I thought you were so good. It, it, I didn't even know you then. And I was like, this guy, Adam Hamburger or something, <laughs> was playing a Never song that right beside me, and I, I Snapchatted him. I mean, it was the most uncouth Bluebird thing ever. Like, you're supposed to be all serious. Me, I'm geeking out. I'm in the Bluebird. And I got my – I'm recording – because Eric – Past line, I were sitting across from each other, and Adam was to my right. And so I took the phone, I'm recording, I'm seeing how not to. I played it on the air the next day, and, and your sister heard it. My sister heard it, and she freaked out. <laughs> freaked out. Okay, she like called me, she's like, did you know Bobby Bones put you on the radio? I was like, I do now. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I might have went back and caught the podcast recap of that that day. Over and over. Because I might be just that vain. That's funny. Nah, it's good. Dude, I'm happy for you, man. It's really cool. Man, I, it, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm just trying to... I, I'm trying to keep getting better every day because there's, that, dude. That's the that's the thing. There's there are so many good people who ha, who just haven't it just hasn't happened for yet. And so, um, 
Like there's always somebody to learn from. There's always somebody to be blown away by. And there's always there's always room to get better. And um, and and I, I I don't have any delusions that like I'm at a place where well I've made it. And, you know now it's just like everything's just gonna come to me. Like I don't know. I I you did that podcast with Luke Laird. Like Luke Laird's on my bucket list of people to write with because I think he's a really wise dude. And I, I hope you know one day to be at that kind of level where I've had that kind of success, but I've also got that kind of wisdom to kind of, you know, share. And the Luke Laird um, stuff to me was crazy. Cause he went right, wrote with Snoop, wrote with future. Yeah. Like he's writing country songs and he hops over to LA and, or Atlanta. And it's just writing hip hop stuff. Yeah. And you know, for me, I'm just such a music fan period. Yeah. Like all, I don't care what genre it is. Yeah. I love country music cause of how I grew up, where I grew up. Yeah. But I had a hip hop record deal at one point. You know, I was going to ask you about that too. Cause because so, you you mentioned that previously, but it's not it's not a thing. I, like it's, it's not a thing where you have to pick a side. I get so annoyed yeah. with people wanting to pick sides all the time. Like yeah. this is people in our, in our format. People try to kick people out all the time. Like yeah. you're not part of our. You're not. Country. And we should be finding people that are like don't have a place that are just fantastic and bringing them in. Yeah. And so yeah, looks looks cool. That's yeah. good. Well, dude, I hope you hit number one. I got a good feeling about this, Dan and Shay. Man, I, I appreciate it. About to have first top five in a couple uh, weeks with the song. Then will it hit one? That'll be the question. That'll be the question. Oh, man. There it is. Dan and Shay, How Not To. And here was the demo from Adam here. And I do think once you finally put out your first record, we'll have you back. We'll talk about you as the artist. Because that's, that's going to happen, too. Man, I'm, I, I hope so. I hope so. That would be really cool. Well, I appreciate you being here. Did you have a good time? Feel like I, did ha- I did have a good time. I feel like you did good or did bad? Uh, I don't know. I'm hard on myself, bro. You did good. Well, thank you. You did good, but don't listen back. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, what's your your Twitter? Uh, Just at Adam Hambrick on... But you don't tweet. I looked at your Twitter today. I tweet all the time. Last one was like two weeks ago. No, that's not true. That's not true. Maybe I I just saw your pinned tweet. Maybe so. Maybe it was that pin tweet, tweet will get you sometimes because you'll look at it and be like December, and you're like, oh, they're well, not tweet. Uh, pin tweet, that's the all-time favorite. But you, know, you gotta the- sometimes you gotta redo it and repin it so people don't think you're just leaving your uh, count dead. That's a good point. I make a lot of those. Put that in your journal. <laughs> Put that, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah point number two. All right. What episode was this, Mike? All right, this was episode 59. I'm good to see you, bud. Thanks for having me, man. Really. All right, and everybody, uh, download all of his music and make him rich. He wants to buy a house. True. <laughs> it's true. All right. We'll see you next time.